0: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Mel Herbert here. Um, It's uh, Elon Daily, part of the Talking Tesla Network. I was with Tom over the weekend and we were talking about how uh, great it would be if I did a whole Elon Daily just whispering uh, like this. Um, I'm sure at this point you've all heard of the idea of ASMR, right? ASMR. It's actually a neurological term um, that stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response and um, the idea is that uh, when you hear people whisper like this, particularly over prolonged periods of time, it can really, it can really uh, relax you and you might have that sort of tingly sensation. And so there's a lot of people on the internet that are doing this right now and they've got a lot of followers. So it would be uh, really funny if we started doing Elon Daily and Tilking Tesla in this format. Are you feeling relaxed? Well, it's not going to last because I'm not going to do this stupid thing anymore. Okay, that's enough. It's enough. But it is, in fact, a real thing. It is, in fact, something that uh, some people find really useful to go to sleep at night. And it is, in fact, sometimes super creepy. So you can decide for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there is a new sort of visualization on the Teslas, as it were. So you know that some people get their um, software before other people. Well, Electric is showing off a visualization that one of these uh, people got. What's his name? Dean Chick on Twitter. And so this is a visualization where you can zoom in to your car and you can even rotate it so you can see the visualization of the car from the side. There's another one that I saw in another article where there's apparently a new visualization coming to us where you can see where your car is going to go to when it's changing lanes. Both of these look pretty cool. One of my criticisms of the Tesla visualizations, as they were, it's hard to say that, is that in Grandpa's Bolt, You know, they have a couple of cameras around it and they do this sort of trick, as it were, when he's backing up where it looks like there's like a hovercraft over the top of you and you can see all around you and it does this visualization It really helps with backing up. So I'm hoping that this kind of thing, the fact that you have cameras all around your car, they could do some really interesting stuff to help you back, for example, and you'd be able to see all around the car and then in the car and the visualization you could do it so it looks like it's coming from a drone. So, super interesting stuff could occur, and it looks like from some of these videos, we're going to start to see a lot more of this. It's been underutilized in terms of software, but looks like some of it's coming soon. Go check it out on Electric. The Scandinavians have been getting very busy with some wind farms. So, the largest wind farm in Scandinavia officially opened last week. It's the Horns Rev 3, which consists of 49 turbines, which stand 187 meters tall. And if you take into the account the foundations, we're talking 1,500 tonnes per, and the facility has the capacity of 407 megawatts. And that's enough for about 425,000, with a th, Danish homes. This thing is large. This thing is big. Uh, this thing is Bundkhekian. So Europe is really big on these offshore wind farms, and they generate large amounts of the elect. That is tricity. There's one in the Irish Sea, which supposedly has 660 megawatts of capacity, which is enough to power nearly 600,000 homes. Turns out that the wind over the ocean is more consistent and faster than over the land. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's a lot of wind. And these things are huge, massive, large, enormous, grand, and generate a lot of electricity. I mean, 49 wind turbines doing enough for over 400,000 homes – That is big and huge. And if you want to go see these wind farms, what better way to do it than in your solar-powered catamaran with unlimited range? So there's this catamaran. It's a silent cruiser, the Silent 55. It'll debut at the 2019 Cairns Yachting Festival. I didn't know that Cairns had a yachting festival. But it's got like a 10-kilowatt array on the top. It's got batteries, and it can do about 15 kilometers or knots Um, per hour overnight just off the batteries and then during the day you can run it off the solar. And so in theory, this puppy can go forever. They also have a sort of traditional generator as a backup just in case. But this thing looks sweet. It looks wonderful. There's lots of solar panels on the top. It looks like a really fun ride. But it's going to cost you, I think, about 1.5 million euros at the bottom end and then it goes up from there. But if you've got 1.5 million euros and you want to go check out the Scandinavian and other European wind farms, this is the way to do it. So I've got an article here, which, you know, it's from WIDE, and I was really interested in it because it's about flying, and it's about carbon offsets. And I've talked about carbon offsets before. Because of the nature of my uh, current role, I have to do a lot of travel. And also the fact that I have family in Australia. I do a lot of air travel. I'm trying to do less I'm trying to do more via the old Skype and, uh, you know, the interwebs. But still, I have to do some travel to Kenya or Australia. And I'm always worried about it. Now, I, I buy carbon offsets. Sometimes, for example, Qantas used to have them, although I didn't see it last time I flew. So at the end, you know, you buy your ticket and then say, do you want to offset? Your flight, and it's usually not that much money compared to the price of the ticket. Let me tell you, thank you very much. But this article in Wired that was written by Sabrina Weiss says, You know, there's real problems with these carbon offset things. First of all, although they're picking up, there didn't used to be many of them, but now there's a lot more. Don't think that this basically cancels out the carbon footprint of that flight for a number of reasons. First of all, sometimes you don't know exactly, or I'd say most of the time, you don't know at all what they're going to use that money for. Some of them go into reforestation. Some help fund, you know, solar panels. But she says in this article that it's not a one-for-one one and it's often delayed. And when you fly to when these carbon offsets actually get used, there's a great delay that a lot of people don't like them because they say, I don't know if this is real or if this money is just getting put into sort of the airline's pocket and it's not being used for stuff. And so I agree with all this stuff. I think there needs to be some sort of way that we can feel like, yes, if I give this airline $40 on top of my $2,500 flight, that $40 will actually make its way into doing a carbon offset by any number of different means. But until I can be confident of that, I don't really want to do that because otherwise I feel like I'm throwing the money away. I've got no problem with carbon offsets. I just don't know if they work. And you're not telling me on these airline flights about exactly what you're doing. So for many of us, what we do instead is just keep the money and do the carbon offsetting ourselves by buying more solar panels, or what I do once a year is I try and take an estimate of all of the flights and everything I've done, the family's done, and go to third-party sites and say, here's my carbon offset cash. Go plant some trees, please. But it's a little bit clunky. It would be great to be able to do it at the time of purchase. But all of the problems that she sees and that other people have found when they do surveys of people about why they do or do not buy carbon offsets is the same reasons that i I have, and I think it's a bit of a cluster right now. I think people would be much more inclined to do it if they could be sure, if it was certified, if there was some way that you knew, yes, this is a good thing to do. It's also important, though, and in all things, to try and reduce the amount of flying, to reduce the amount of driving, to reduce the amount of meat you. You need to do kind of it all, but if you've got to fly, you'd love to be able to do this. Is doing it through the airlines useful? I don't know! Ladies and gentlemen, and my name's Mel Herbert. That's the end of the show. Um, I just want to whisper here a little more because maybe you're listening to this at night and um, I just want to relax you as you go to sleep. I want you to think of good things. I want you to think of a very healthy world with without any problems and with, with much less CO2 and lots of green energy and clean water and, and healthcare for everybody.